Hello and welcome to You're Wrong About Musicals. I'm Esme. I'm Nal. And today we are going to be talking about Be More Chill. Oh, oh my gosh. There I'm is... so tired of Be More Chill. We just spent the last half hour trying to come up with a joke for this episode and we were we are jokeless. If if this episode has a title when it goes out. It's a significant step up from where we are right now. Because right now we're banging our heads against the wall going, what the hell are we going to call this thing? Because Be More Chill, it was written by Joe Iconis. This is basically his baby at this point. It's all he's done so far. I think now he's got like a musical that's going off Broadway. Or he did like Broadway, Broadway Bounty Hunters. I know he's done some stuff at 54 Below. Yeah. He's got one other clip of him. But we'll get to it. He also wrote the music in the second season of Smash. He's 41 years old. And Joe Trace wrote, wrote the book. Uh, he wrote, also wrote the book for the Lightning Thief musical, which was very closely linked. Like, the two of them often yeah. were brought up together in conversations. The, mus- the first production of the musical ran in 2015 in New Jersey at the Red Bank Theatre between the 30th of May 2015 and the 28th of June 2015. It was originally... Not a long run. Tiny Not ass run. run. Like, I yeah. mean, it's a regional theatre at the end of the day. Like, it's a tiny run in a regional theatre. Like, it was commissioned as a part of their new work system. But, and Joe Iconis had been working on it since 2014 when his agent gave them gave him the novel the novel that is 2012 oh, <laughs> it's been like three different years then yeah and no. none of them were right based on the novel by ned Fassini, who unfortunately passed away due to suicide in 2013 before the musical could have its initial run in 2015 gotta make sure i get my years right now. right now get days right um with the musical helping to keep his legacy alive, along with the, his very his other very popular book, it's kind of a funny story, which I have read. I um, actually I don't want to read that. It seems like something I would read. I love the book. I read the book. It was great. But then this friend I had, and it wasn't friend because he was in the year below us, so he was friends with like someone I was friends with. And he asked to borrow it because he wanted to read it. And so I said, oh, yeah, sure. Can I, like, how long will it take you? And he was like, oh, I'll have it back by the end of the month. I didn't get it back until, like, the end of the school year. And it just had pencil marks all over it. Like, he had doodled all over it. And it still pisses me off to this day. That's vandalizing. It's a really good book. <laughs> that's a really good book. That's, why I love that. that's an amazing book. Um, so good. On the, music su- on the musical success, his widow, Saba Embry, said... I'm so glad he's reaching so many people on the positive le- uh, level and helping them feel less alone in the world. It's bittersweet because he's not here. So, kind of underground in New Jersey. It did get reviewed by the New York Times, which I think it's because of its vicinity to New York that they reviewed it. Charles Isherwood stated, he made a joke about Smash. He was like, for those 29 of you that watched the second season of Smash, you right remember Mr. Iconis as he composed the music for Hitlist, which is the second musical in Smash, um, in the vein of post-rent pop rock. And I feel like that vibe very much continues through to Be Yeah. Um, he said... The more idiosyncratic songs are a fresher ones 
Kristen Pleen. Why did New York reviewers love using that word? To the joys of play rehearsals and a funny number sung by Michael, who locks himself in the bathroom after sneaking into a cool kids' party and laments the loss of a best friend. Funny? <laughs> I watched your face as I said that. <laughs> a funny number. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Um, I'll there... keep my thoughts to myself for now. <laughs> There's... Also a charming 21st century update of the telephone hour from Bye Bye Birdie. Called Rich Set of Fire, brackets, the smartphone hour. Despite performances that are bright and red bull electric, the characters trend to be, tend to be well-worn types, newly decked out in high tops and H&M gear. Got any more thoughts on that? Yeah. I think it's a bit cynical, but it's pretty correct. I mean, I think like... that they like about the musical has been pointed out. No, that I like about the musical. Like being passionate about. Did they change the name of the smart of smartphone hour? Because now it's smartphone hour in brackets, Rich Sapphire. I think they must have changed it. Smartphone hour is a better name. Smartphone hour. Because they're saying it's a reference. It is. It is a reference. I did not know that. I did. (laughs) I hate. I hate classical musicals and I hate contemporary musicals and I especially hate jukebox musicals. I hate all musicals. Um, and Joe Iconis has since stated that he assumed it would either have an off-Broadway run or a Broadway run after its first run, just due to his naivety. Which I feel like is, like, quite impressive to admit. No, I'll be nice. I won't say anything. I won't say anything. (laughs) Okay. For you to do your part. Oh, my God. Synopsis reading. Oh, my God. God. Okay. What if popularity came in a pill? Would you take it? No questions asked. In Be More Chill, achieving that elusive perfect life is now possible thanks to some mysterious new technology, but it comes at a cost that's not as easy to swallow. Well, that tells you absolutely nothing. I kind of hate it. I feel like it might be the worst synopsis that we've read so far. It kind of sums up the first half an hour of the yeah. show, which I guess you kind of want because you don't want the entire show spoiled for you. But no, it doesn't even like give you an indication. Someone just ran past my house in Hamilton March. Did they actually? They actually did. In the jumper. I know about 10 different girls who own that jumper and I run up Oh to yeah, them. I'm not I... surprised. I just really wasn't expecting it to happen. <laughs> On podcast. Because while we were recording, I was just like, oh, someone's running past my house. Oh, they were like wearing a black jumper with a gold star. And I was like, hmm, that looks really familiar. And I saw the top of the star was not actually that that person. Wow. It's hilarious. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Let's, let's share our thoughts on Be More Chill. Do you want to go first? I think that this musical is good. Whenever I'm, every time I listen to the songs, I think they're good. I really enjoy listening to it. Especially my favourite comedy number, Michael in the Bathroom. But I enjoy all the songs. Like, Upgrade, best song on the album. We'll get to Upgrade. We'll get to Upgrade. <laughs> upgrade, best song on the album. Uh, More Than Survive, so much fun. Such a great opening number. Smartphone hour, great. I could go through every single song and just be like, this is a great song. But it is a musical purely exists in our imagination because it didn't have a fandom during its initial run in New Jersey. Well, because it was like two months. 
because it was barely even that. But yeah, it was like two months, just under two months. And then Hamilton happened and the fallout of that and the pipeline. And by the end of it, you get to be more chill. Yeah. And yeah. so it gets a massive fandom in like 2017. Uh-huh. And then obviously off that, they're like, oh my God, this musical, we can capitalize on this. We can do so much with Also, this. everyone's like, this is the best musical like ever written. There was because um, I will say that there is a lot of talk about like yeah it didn't have a fandom in its initial one because that was like two months mm-mm. and it got big and they were like let's capitalize on this and so they made the off Broadway then Broadway yeah it, it went off Broadway. Broadway it went off Broadway off Broadway with Will Rowland of Dear Evan Hansen fame we will get to how we will get to how be more chill needed work done to it. But yeah. everyone accepted the 2015 version, which is an unfinished yeah. draft, as the finished product. Because yeah. that's all they had for years. But so it and then it went to Off Broadway and Broadway. Yeah. But it, it didn't have a fandom anymore because we'd reached this point, which you might be familiar with as a theatre fan, when suddenly this whole pipeline thing that had been kind of cool for a little bit, especially Hamilton, was something like, This is cringe. If you like theatre, you're cringe. So shut up about it. And this kind of hit around 27, end of 2017, 2018. Also, I think by that point, I mean, I mean, the whole reason why Be More Chill got popular, and we'll talk about this again in more detail later, but is because people were starting to discover other musicals. Yeah, like contemporary musicals were suddenly getting very big when there had only really been, I don't want to say pretentious, kind of pretentious traditional musicals. Artsy. Yeah. So yeah, the... Broadway cast recording of Be More Chill. Bad one. Sorry, Will Rowland. You were good in it. I mean, you're even playing into it right now with the whole... Yeah, yeah. That didn't come out until 2019. So somewhere around 2018, it suddenly became really uncool to like musicals again. Mm-hmm. But they were already creating this new um, Be More Chill production. Yes. And Be More Chill faded really quickly. It was, it was, it was kind of like Ride the Cyclone. Where it was big for like a year, just under a year. And then everyone just stopped talking about it. I think it might have got overexposed. Because I think I think I think Being More Chill has always posed itself as something that's like cool, underground, edgy for the weirdos, for people who almost who feel like outcasts within their daily life in a lot of ways. Yeah. In the same way that like I mean, this is going to sound ridiculous, but in the same way that Hamilton posed itself as this forceful political good and what America could be, yeah, Be More Chill posed itself as something for the weirdos, something for the underground kids, and all this other stuff. It did what Dear Evan Hansen was trying to do, but better. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Dear Evan Hansen was, in a chill sense, more successful. Like, financial, critically, commercially... Every sense, yeah. Dear Evan Hansen was more, more successful. Did it. Yeah, like, Dear Evan, okay, I remember now. Dear Evan Hansen being more successful commercially and in a typical sense. And a big reason that Be More Chill didn't have that success was that there was no way to watch it. Yes. Because you had, like, that initial run and then nothing. So when it was really big, there was nothing. And I remember this, because I was a fan. But there was, know. in case you didn't know this, um, but again, like we're not actually talking about the actual musical here. We're talking about the circus around it. 
Yeah, so which is what's so interesting. There, there was literally nothing for ages. So eventually, a audio bootleg surfaced. There yeah. was literally nothing for ages. You only had the recording. Yeah, and I'd say the recording and the actual plot are two completely different things, almost. Oh yeah. Like you can kind of piece together a story, but you don't really know who anyone is. You don't fully understand the whole compu- supercomputer angle. I think, based on just the recording. You have no idea anything about like Jenna's character. Yes. Yeah. Who is, I think, in a whole sense, one dimensional, but I think that works quite well. I think everyone's um, a bit one dimensional. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. The whole point of it is that they're all one dimensional. And then at the end, it's like, ha, huh, actually, they were all pretending because they wanted to be popular. Actually, but now they can be themselves. They all have their own like voices in their heads. Yeah. That are telling them to act like this? That aren't supercomputers? It's all coming back to me now. This was a big thing for mental health. Yes. So, so very big. And I swear I sent you a TikTok on this when I first saw it. It was, if something is for the ADHD girlies, if some musical song was for the ADHD girlies more than survive, it's for the autism girlies. Yeah, I swear it was like non-stop from Hamilton. Yeah. I think obviously have Be More Chill, the funny Be More Chill. The song Be More Chill is very conform, conform, conform. Yes, yeah. But then you also have these like moments of oddity almost. I don't know how to say You get the sense throughout it all that there is something under the surface in all of the characters. Like Christine, first of all, Christine was great for like ADD representation. I love, I love playing rehearsal. Every time she has a little bop, I'm like, this is amazing. I love this song. Yeah. It's one of the enduring hits of the musical. It's like two big ones that people still talk about today in a like overly positive sense. But they're all, it's, it is basically just a musical that existed because of its fandom. Yeah, this musical wouldn't have had a like a big life. I don't know what its life would have been like. It would have been non-existent if it wasn't for the fandom. And that's like all of the media and all of the stuff about it. Is just talking about I genuinely it. think this would become like a lost media. Oh, 100%. Then you can already like what, like, like a lost media, as in we won't talk about it anymore, or like, or would no, it? No, as in one. no one would know it existed. Because thing, if there hadn't become a fandom, that audio boot would have never surfaced because there would be no reason for it to. No one wanted to hear it. Yeah. So I don't even remember how or where it was found. I think it was someone was like, oh, yeah, I do have this because I went to go see it. Yeah. And then just released it one day when they were like, oh, actually, people will enjoy this. But if no- they knew no one would ever enjoy it, they'd just delete it. They'd be like, oh, it's just clogging up my phone storage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you'd never get that. You'd never get then the revival off Broadway and then onto Broadway. Would Stephanie Sue be an Oscar nominee? <laughs> no. Probably yes, because I think yeah. was- she'd still go on to do like. Um, Spongebob and all of She's that. still really talented. You yeah, know, because Spongebob was like, Sp- that Spongebob hat was like happening right before yeah. Jill took off. But so the thing was like, you just, because re- the only way you know about it is stuff like Stephanie Sue, where you'd be like, oh, what was she? And oh, she's in Spongebob. Oh, Be More Chill. What the hell is Be More Chill? But- it would have never transferred over to London. Oh, no. Or Japan. Or Japan. I just found out there was a Japanese production of it, which looks sick, by the way. It genuinely seems like it was minutes away from being completely forgotten. I kind of like the fact that they resurrected it from the grave and like made us all remember it, but 
again I don't think it has I think there's a reason it's kind of the last one on the main pipeline yeah yeah 100% because it's not as overall successful as like Hamilton it doesn't have the kind of like critical acclaim of Dear Evan Hansen yeah it doesn't have the diehard fans of Heathers I mean people are still diehard for it but just not as many like it's it's very much a phase I think I think the thing is yeah yeah if you look at the people who are fans of it now you mm. won't see anyone who was a fan of it in 2017. Oh, no. There's all... definitely still a few. It, There's no, definitely a few. all people who I'm like, you were there for real. Like it's... Whereas with, like, Heathers, it's like... Ooh. I think with Heathers, you will find people who were like, I know the Barrett Wilbert weed law. I know the origins of Heathers. I think people do, but I think that's from learning it rather than, like, being there. Whereas I, I think... guess the thing with Heathers is Heathers... They refuse to let Heather's die. But it's so it's so indicative that even when we're trying to discuss the actual like text and songs of the musical, we just keep talking about other contemporary musicals. Because I think my biggest issue with Be More Chill as a show is that it's not really doing anything mega new. I feel like with every other musical we've done so far, we've had a cohesive thought process. Like we've been like Hamilton was this massive phenomena and it was a political thing. Yes. Yeah. Heather's yeah, yeah. was this massive teenage phenomena like the start of movie musicals for gen z yes yeah yeah yeah. like yeah it had a thing and we were talking about it like being like it probably should have died a little while ago but it's still going we have the same for darren hansen we hate this show that was kind of the whole theme yes. but yeah. it had a point at the time the thing with darren hansen and the reason like we struggled to find a joke so much and we still don't have one it's just kind of like you can see why it was successful in 2017 yes and you can see why it was only successful in 2017 yes exactly i mean for reference i asked two of my friends who are quite into musicals what you guys think of be more chill basically for research purposes because i was curious um one of them responded with it's just kind of there and the other one responded with what's that yeah like kids these don't these days don't know their roots kids these days who are really into and i know for a fact that my friend, she's into Hamilton. She's into Dear Evan Hansen, God help her. She's into Heathers. Yeah. But she doesn't know Be More Chill at all. And I was like, you should listen to it. It's actually, it's decent. I think the thing is, if you, if you go back to like 2017, and you look at anything in like a musical fandom, Be More Chill will be there. Mm-hmm. Like I know for a fact, like on Tumblr, when you used to like tag posts, even if it was about like Hamilton, you'd tag Be More Chill. You'd also talk about Darren Hansen and Heathers. But now, like, all of those posts are gone and no one tags Be More Chill anymore. And it's not even that people have just stopped caring about it. It's that they wiped all existence of it. Like, very few people talk about it and very few people will leave up their blogs about it. Also, like, what's really interesting in having this discussion is normally we're able to, like, come to a consensus about how we feel about the actual musical. Because, like, for Hamilton, it was like, this thing is amazing. Why is it so good? Dear Red Hansen, it was, why is this thing so bad? And Heather's, why is it good, but why is it still alive? Why is it good, but why is it so weird in places? Why is it so tonally strange? Like, I think with every other episode, at some point I've said, like, I don't understand what, like, specific ingredient in this made it so popular. Like, Hamilton, I'm like, things like Hamilton have been done before. But never to the scale that Hamilton was. Things like Dear Evan Hansen have been done before, like next to normal. But why was Dear Evan Hansen the one that got so popular? Things like I Heathers have, have been done that. a million times. We'll get into it. But things like Heathers have been done before. But why was it Heathers that got so popular? But with Be More Chill, I'm like, I understand 
what Be Immortal is about. I understand why it was so popular at the time, and I understand why it's not anymore. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I completely, like, the songs are good, the songs are catchy, the story's easy to digest. If you're just getting into musicals and you feel a little bit out of place in the world, it is, like, for you. Yeah. Like, I think the thing, like, Vera and Hansen's music is very pop. Like, realistically, Darren Hansen should be your start, your starting one because it is so just pop music. Yeah. But the plot is just so convoluted mm-hmm. with how much they're like, this guy is doing a horrible thing. It's a really bad thing. You have to like him, though. Remember, you like him. But he's doing a horrible thing and everyone should hate him for it. But they don't. Remember, we like him. Yes. And it's, just yeah, that, yeah. And it, it's very confusing. Not even in that the plot is confusing. It's just the context around it is very no, weird. Yeah, no. I mean, we've discussed it, Hansen, to death. We've discussed it. But I do, I, like, I get why it was, I've always understood why it was popular. I've just never been a diehard for it. Uh, be More Chill. Yeah. This was my shit. I loved Be More Chill. Remember Honestly, what? I think, like, excluding Hamilton, because everyone was a Hamilton fan. Everyone was a Hamilton fan. Were you in the Hamilton fandom? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay, that's all. Uh, I'll say yes to, and then we'll leave it at that. No yeah. more questions. No more questions. I was like, I was in the Be More Chill fandom. Interesting. If if my old Tumblr blog hadn't been banned, I breaking so guidelines that it wasn't. I was. I'm really annoyed. But I don't I like, have like emails from them. But. I'm no. I have no clue how to like pass how I feel about the actual musical exa- itself and separate it from the circus. Because it's taken a while, but I've been able to do that with something like Hamilton and Heathers and David Hansen to an extent. But with this, I'm just like, they're so, they're, they're, they are one at this point. I don't even know if I care enough to have bad opinions. No. I feel like it was really good for the time. It was amazing. I feel like, as with most things, it's died a little bit. It died a swift death that we will, we will get into, but... You know... It died a painless death, shall we say. Yeah, it went quick. And I feel like that's the best way a musical like You know, and that, there's some closure for all of you. <laughs> it didn't go down kicking and screaming. It was a quick, painless death. Um, Everyone was kind of happy for it. Everyone was like, it's achieved all it's going to achieve. There were many mourners at the funeral, shall we say, but no one's visiting the grave. Yeah, I mean... That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not sure if the actors are even sat around. Talk about it. And no. especially the actors. Yeah. I mean, this is Joey Close's it baby. It was a big thing. It's his baby. Yeah. And I'm I'm very happy for him that he got to bring it to Broadway. Do I I, I believe that it should have had more work done between the original production and the last one and the Broadway one. Cause Sorry, I was going through my Tumblr emails and I had one from a blog that had a Darren Hansen profile picture. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. That's what's so enduring about the story of Be More Chill. It's a Cinderella story. Yeah. And people people love it. Anyway. I'm obsessed with this iconic musical trio, Darren Hansen, Be More Chill and Heathers. Let's get in to the success of Be More Chill in its post-mortem life. Because we've talked about it a lot already so let's just get straight into it the success as we've stated was not instantaneous in 2017 like practically overnight 
it very quickly became yeah. the talk of the town. I don't want to cut it now. But so I found a ton of blogs. So basically saying um, that the reason Be More Chill got popular was because a few Tumblr artists were drawing fan art of it, and the fan art was so good that it became one of the biggest musical fandoms. I think, which I think is kind of true. Yeah, no, I, I 100% think that's the reason why it got as big as it did. But I think the way it first got found was through people people finding the songs on like their shuffle. So they'd be listening oh, yeah. to their Hamiltons, to their Dear Evan Hansons, to their Heathers, and it would just like be recommended to them and it somehow got into the Spotify algorithm. I think it's as well, like as big as we think these kind of fandoms are, they're really not. Like I think we underestimate how many artists of all musicals talk to each other. Yeah. Like a fan artist who's massive in the Hamilton fandom is not completely isolated from a fan artist who's massive in Heathers, who's not completely yeah. isolated from a fan of an artist massive in Darren Hanson or Be More Chill. So these people are talking about it. And then obviously you promote your friend's work. Mm. So your friend posts this gorgeous drawing of just two guys who you know nothing about. It's tagged Be More Chill the musical. You reblog it on your Tumblr because you're like, hey, check out my friend. He's a great artist. Check this out. And everyone's like, wow, this is so good. What is it from? It's like, oh, it's from my favourite musical ever. Be more chill. Go listen to it. And then you get a new fan. Or, one, I think one way that it probably happened was something like Michael in the bathroom got stuck in some kind of algorithm and people heard this song went, oh, I really like this, came up with their own version of the story almost, and then went and listened to the rest of it. I can see someone listening to what, having their little... 16 year old breakdown I was definitely guilty of this like 14 15 16 year old breakdown listening to words fail from Dear Evan Hansen and then it goes to shuffle it goes to a little radio on Spotify and you're do, 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 do. And you're like, like wow this sounds great what is this gonna be this song gets me you're crying too hard across the room you can't get off and skip it Probably. you let it play and you you hear that line towards the end and you think Oh my god, they get me. I I feel seen in this random ass thing. This like twenty year old man. Yes, this tw- George Salazar. Talked about how old they are. They are old as shit, and I love them all for it. Okay, do you know what we talked? We talked about how old the characters are. They're like sixteen. I specific. We think they're younger. <gasps> oh my god, no, they're this. younger because it's like three years till college. Yeah. I will say. Do- we- I will say Be More Chill has far too many duets. I, I remember us saying that we think Michael and Jeremy are like a year younger than the rest of them. We had like a full-on debate when, when like our other friend was just sat there being like, are you guys all right? Yeah, because we were like, no, because the lyric in, the, the lyric in this song implies. <laughs> so I can't even remember the lyrics now because normally I'm able to like remember the lyric, but I'm like, is it in two-player game? Also, for all of like the rejected like lambs, shippers and... um tree bros who had like nothing to go off you go like listen to the be more chill soundtrack and you're like oh my god there's so much to go away but here's the thing is this is where i think be more chill picked her where every other musical fell short in like actual representation because yeah you have and you wouldn't have gotten this until that audio boot released but people talked like people were predicting this shit and then the audio boot released and you get this bit right at the end and spoilers for the end of the musical here uh jeremy and rich are in hospital together and they're talking and Rich just says something about liking men, and then he goes, and it's a lisp, by the way. And he just goes, "Oh my god, I'm totally bisexual." Yeah, and, and everyone I, was like, "Oh my god, he's 
totally bisexual. And then, like, people used to lose their shit when they saw it live. Yeah. You get cheers, you get the flags coming out. Could you imagine, like, being a boomer, just sitting there, watching this random-ass musical? Oh, my God. Also, because then, as well, there's the Michael Mel line. When, yeah. So you get the boyfriend's bit, which is like, oh, my God, they're so in love. And then you get Michael Mel going, my mother's would be proud. Which is debated. Some people still think he says, my mother, singular. But my mother's makes more sense. So... As of February 2019, it had been downloaded 250 million times. I was half of those, sorry. Insane. <laughs> Although it is important to note that it's never ended on the Billboard year-end charts, like the soundtrack. No. Because they weren't buying it, they were just streaming it. But do you know what I think it was? Mm. It was. It would go into those. Every single theatre fan had one of those like forty-eight hour long playlists. Let's check. How I was mine looking is. away because I think she still has her. I deleted mine because it was taking up too much oh, space. Oh, I still have mine. Yeah, it's just not available like on my phone. It's only on Wi-Fi. But it was like forty-eight hours long. It was just every musical you would heard of. You didn't like. I would have ones that I hadn't even listened to, and I just have. I skip them every time. But they were on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like think those kind of things, like, also, like, just have those. If you didn't know where to start, they were on them. Like, okay, mine for reference is 75 hours long. Mine was something like that. It was something ridiculous. I think I have a message with someone talking about how long it is. Um, but it's it was downloaded. something ridiculous like that. That's, that's ridiculous to have on my phone. But no, I, I get how it became a thing. Um, so. According to Stephanie Sue, when she made her Broadway debut in SpongeBob the Musical, we're not talking about SpongeBob right now or ever. Actually, we will talk about SpongeBob, but just not right now because I all have a mental breakdown. Um, Things going on about SpongeBob the Musical. Stop talking about SpongeBob the Musical. I kind of look like Ethan Slater in that picture. I'm about to kill you. Um, No, SpongeBob, stop talking about SpongeBob the Musical if you. Stop invoking Spongebob's name. He's an actor. He played Spongebob. Doesn't mean his name is actually Spongebob. But anyway, um, she found Be More Chill fans waiting for her at the stage show, wanting to talk about the show, singing lyrics to her. She said, people would bring me Be More Chill items they had made, she recalls. Which I think is really interesting. Yeah. One thing about Be More What kind of items? I reckon that they were probably like those plushy dolls that people would make. They didn't say. Yeah. One thing I will say about the Be Chill fans is that they were passionate. Oh, they were. They yeah, loved so. that little musical with all their hearts. And you could say, during this time, there was the... Re- like, after it like kind of become a thing, they were like, hang on, we can make some money out of everyone loving this cast recording for some reason. So they did the vinyl edition with double gatefold vinyl that contains new illustrative designed colours, discs, and a 16-page booklet with lyric production photos and new liner notes from Joe Iconis himself. One thing I will say is that Joe Iconis was very good at picking up on it and interacting with the fans. Well, he's still, he's really down to work. He's really down with the fans. He's down with the fans. He is very appreciative of them. Um, For reference about what people were on about a lot of the time, here is a post that Mel just inserted. It so I was looking through some posts. Wild concept, swapping songs between musicals. Zoe sings Burn when she finds out 
Evan and Connor didn't quite know each other. We're not going to get into the implications of that. The Murphys sing It's Quite Up Child. Again, I'm not going to talk about that on a wider scale. Oh, sorry, I've just seen one of them. I think I know which one, but... Sorry, I've just seen the last two. So We'll get to it in a second. Okay, we'll get to it. The most tame one is Martha sings Michael in the Bathroom. Yeah, exact same themes as Kindergarten Boyfriend. Just I actually, slightly more... I would really like to see Michael in the Bathroom perform live, because every time I've seen Kindergarten Boyfriend perform live, it has been spiritual. It's been amazing. I love that song. Live. I need Michael in the Bathroom live. I need... The only time I've ever seen it live is like some shitty cabaret. Anyway, these were the two that sent me into Out of Space. Angelica sings, if I could tell her to Alexander. On a first name basis, first of all. I'm not even going to comment on that. It's so ridiculous. This was the one that had me dying. King George with Our Love is God and JD with You'll Be Back. It's just a little bit of a tone change, but nothing too serious. Yeah. Anyway. I, I think can't... that kind of encapsulates it because those are like the four musicals we keep talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think this was a big thing with Be More Chill, more so than most other fandoms, was it kind of relied on inserting itself with other musicals. Mm-hmm. Like, a big thing was, like, oh, what if the Dear Evan Hansen guys and the Be More Chill guys went to high school together? And they yeah. got all fought up to all kinds of crazy hijinks. And what if Heathers was there, too? And what if we put Hamilton there, too? Because if time they... doesn't exist, then they all have to be there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm. You know what the most popular concept for, like, those kind of type of fix were? Catfits. Oh, yeah. And all the usernames they would come up with, that shit was surely set on Skype. And the usernames those people would have. Oh my god. They were like... Let's not even get into it. Let's send me into shock. So, in a 2018 article from the New York Times called How an Anxious Adolescent Musical, brackets, no, not that one, close brackets, found its fans by Elizabeth Vincenetti. Vincent, yeah. When I found this article, I had to text him out and be like, you will never guess what the hell I've just found in the New York Times. So, as we've said that a large part of the story of Being More Chill is around the audio bootleg and not having, like, an actual bootleg. Do you want to explain the animatic? There was a person, once upon a time, there was a very talented... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very talented and very devoted artist named Claudia... Saki. And they they were a little fan artist, I believe. And I think they had expressed interest in Be More Chill. So basically, as they they told the New York Times, um, right after I discovered Michael in the bathroom, I decided to try drawing an animatic for it, even though I still didn't know what the sh- musical was about. I just related to the character so much that I felt the need to draw the scene. So it's her original character that she's got in this Michael in the bathroom animatic. Yeah, yeah, but it's She's a very talented artist. Oh, 100%. And then, and then along comes an almost fictional character in this story who I'm still not entirely sure is real. Dove Calderwood, age yeah. 27. 27 and 2019. Two... 27 and 2019. So a little so bit younger when this was she happening. She discovered 
Claudia's work and commissioned her to animate the entire show, saying to the New York Times, again, these people were interviewed, the New York fucking Times, it was something that I wanted because we didn't have any visuals for the show. And so just gave her some money and, like, on that original animatic... Some money? It must have been a lot. It must have been, like, for a commission for the entire show. And so the thing was, at this point, this was when there was an audio bootleg. So, because I remember watching Claudia's um, More Than Survive animatic, it's spliced between this kind of grainy, very clearly recorded from inside a pocket audio of the actual, like, dialogue. But then occasionally, except when there are lyric changes, um, but then during the song, it will just cut to the recording. Yeah. So, Claudia, when it first happened, said, "Uh, guys, so if you didn't already know this... In caps, and during the whole show, in caps, thanks to Dove Cradle. I can't, can't get over her name. I can't get over her name. It doesn't sound real. I love her to death because I, I mean, gra- that money. I want to talk to her animals. so bad, like about oh, life. Yeah. Um, she's also a YA fantasy author, but. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found her Twitter. It's public. It's not me being like that weird. <laughs> I like Googled her because I was like, someone with that name seems really interesting. Um, oh I'll post videos of bits of dialogues and one song like you'll see it in Upgrade. It'll be a lot of work, but I'm having so much fun doing it. I hope you like it as much as I do. See ya. Can I just say something else about um, Dove Calderwood? Yeah. She's also a YouTuber. Yeah, she's a streamer. Yeah, she makes Sims videos. Yeah, she's a public-facing person, so it's not that weird that I found her daughter. Wait, okay, her, her YouTube has, like, under a thousand subs. Where did she get the money? I don't know. I want to talk to her. I feel like we'd be... We, we have so much we could talk about. Sims, Taylor Swift, why she commissioned this. Anyway. I think the thing is, like, I think animatics, I'm realising this as I get into more fandoms. Animatics are such a big like leaping point for so many fans and they're just never really talked about. Like, but it's such an overlooked little medium. So as a result of all of this fanfare, in 2017 it was ranked number two on the Tumblr fandom ranking behind Hamilton. Damn. Which is, would have been a hard feat. And I think that was the first year that they did the ratings. It landed on the Billboard's car album chart, cast album chart, sorry, 97 days after its first release. Again, like Joe Iconis had put forward his theory about why it blew up. I feel like maybe it was the kind of thing where someone would watch a Dear Evan Hansen video on YouTube, then they'd get a suggestion about one of the songs, and then they'd come across our show and tell their friends. So exactly what we said. Exactly what we said. Joe Iconis. Joe Iconis knows about the pipeline. Joe Iconis wakes up every day and goes, thank God for Dear Evan Hansen. It's something no one should ever say. Joe Iconis has the right to say it, though. Yeah. If anyone does. Do you know what I think? I think, like, out of all the musicals, Beamwatchel is the one that proves the existence of the pipeline the most. Yeah, because it's a freak of nature. Because it, the only reason it got big is because the other musicals got big. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't big post-Hamilton, but now it's big. Do you know what I'm realising as well that I yes. saw when I was going through all those old tumblers? Uh-huh. I think Beamwatchel led to Town. What? I think there was a direct link. Because also, think about us. What was the next musical we talked about? You can wait for me on sports day. 
We'll get into yeah. it. It was Hades Town. We will get into I it. I think Hades Town is number five. And then I think from there it splits off into like Anastasia and shit. We will talk about it in a second because there was actually like proof for your point. We're not doing Hades Town next. I'm just telling you everyone now. <laughs> off Broadway run. In April 2018, it was announced to have an off Broadway run beginning July 26th at the Irene Diamond stage at Prushing Square. Signature theatre. It is important to note that it is only a two hundred and ninety-four seat theatre. That's that's tiny. It is tiny. Will Rollins and and I hate to say this. I'm pretty sure that's like the same amount of seats that like our high school had for for shows. Two hundred. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's not a lot. Anyway, at the same time. Will Rowland was announced as being Jeremy here, therefore like pulling more of the Dear Run Handsome fans. There, it sold out before its first performance, making producers yeah. think, oh, this is really profitable. Let's go to Broadway. Talks about the ongoing trend of musicals that like there's an article done that's um was called it's gone viral on social media and it's driving the musical Be More Chill to the Lyceum Theatre next year. Talks about the ongoing trend of musicals at the time with Mean Girls, Dear Evan Hansen, and The Cursed Child, because of course we have to bring Harry Potter into this. Oh, of being about, like, about Harry Potter the other day. Yeah, like literally yesterday. About being like teenagers, flow. Most yeah. days, 1,500 people enter the lottery to go see this show. I kind of expect that much if it's in a 200 seat theatre. Mm-hmm. And the week. The, like they did it a week's extension, so it wasn't on for very long. So it was initially a one month run. I don't know if I already said this. I don't think I have. Yeah. So it was a one month run, opening the 9th of August and set to close on September twenty third, and then it extended for an extra week, and that extension sold out within six hours, which is Jesus. insane. The reviews, Mashable fucking hated it. They said. Be More Chill is probably going to be a Broadway hit. Too bad it's a disappointment, it's sexist and reductive, and teens are obsessed. Is it sexist? I know the book is. I'm not, like, that familiar with with it to be, like, it's sexist. I could see how it has its undertones. I guess if you're, like, just putting all your female characters as an object of affection. Yeah. Like, Christine... I think again, this is a big point about what the musical's about. Yeah. Which is how we're not ourselves when we're trying to be popular. Like, Christine becomes, is already kind of a two dimensional character because she, her whole thing about theatre, as well as being Jeremy's love interest. But I know in the script there's more because they changed some of the lines in the Broadway script so that Jeremy's listening to her more. Mm, but I mean, they were responsive to what people were saying, and that's one thing I've always appreciated. Yeah. I get. I can't talk much because I haven't actually seen it. No, this is the first one that we've not actually but, seen. But I don't. Th- I wouldn't call it sexist. I think definitely has some undertones. But you kind of get that with any musical where the focus is a man, not a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And then again, with some where the focus is a woman, it's still sexist. <laughs> exactly. A lot so- of the US reviews state that maybe they are too old to understand what's going on because all of the reviews make mention of the fact that this is a gl- this is an online phenomenon. Yeah, and that when they're in the theater, they feel like they are witnessing something big, but they're not sure about what they're witnessing, which is really interesting. And I think that was also kind of talked about in one of the Heather's reviews 
like when it came to the UK being like all of these teenagers are obsessed with it so yeah all of the teenagers are obsessed with it they can't put their finger on why I think the thing was like with Heathers you kind of the reviewers were like teens during the 80s so they were like oh I understand why because Heathers was a big hit with teens in the 80s Mm. so the musical is a big hit with teens now but Be Your Chill was so it was so 2015 it was literally written to be in 2015 it was so modern it was so 2015 it was so for the time and I think that's why we look back on it with nostalgia but it couldn't it doesn't make sense anymore because everything post 2020 is just insane it's not it's not old it's not even 10 years old but yeah it feels so dated because I think the thing is like if I told you that there was a musical about if you take this medication yeah and it will make you fit in with society but it puts an evil little man in your head who will tell you what to do and try to like kill you you'd be like oh this is anti-vax Yes. This is, this is about the COVID vaccine. This is anti-vax. This is like a euphemism about how like crazy. Yeah, this, this Laura Osnes is starring in it. Laura Osnes is Christine Kinnish. <laughs> but like, I, I think that like society, society, society has changed so much since 2015 and Be More Chill that I don't think it could, in the same way that like Dear Evan Hansen is so outdated now. So I think I think parts of it still like all the social media bits of um being watching really do live on. Like smartphone hour. This one of the things that is I remember seeing in like 2020 about smartphone hour was yeah. when I think it's it's a line in it where it's I changed my profile pic to you. Now I fully understand what you're going through. Oh and people, yes. someone was like, this reminds me. And I want to make it very clear, this is not my opinion. This is an opinion I saw. And mm-hmm. I don't really agree with it. I can see where they're coming from, I guess. But it's not my opinion. And it was someone saying that that line reminded them of the Black Lives Matter movement. But the idea of everyone changing their profile pictures to, like, the black squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as if that made them the perfect ally to the movement. Hmm. And I think it's a bit of a weird message. It's a bit of a weird connection. Yeah. The parts, I mean, the parts of Be More Chill... But it is like that kind of thing. Yeah, no. The parts of Be More Chill that fully endure are the very universal basic principles. So it's like, I love play rehearsal, which is the straight up comedy song. Yeah, I don't really think that any part of it has is specifically outdated. It's just the whole kind of vibe. Like, again, this whole thing about the squip, anti-vax... And I don't think it was ever intended to be anti-vax. No. But it, it, you can read it that way now very easily. No, exactly. But, yeah. But I, I think individually, every single part of it still holds up today. Mm-hmm. I just don't think anyone would ever perform it today. I feel like high school should. It's a perfect show for high schools today. Oh, it's so good. It's not... There's, like, no swearing. There's barely any swearing. I... The junior edition. So there's, ju- there's probably a junior edition that's really like fun. The rides probably be more illegal. Be more illegal. We are talking about that at a later date. But that does. I don't know if that's actually the official like junior version. No, it's but they change the lines. Like the opening line, you have to change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what even is it? Be more illegal. I think it's website. Yeah. My brain is gonna freaking explode. explode. <laughs> No, um, so again... I don't know what they changed the Michael in the bathroom to. Probably just that. I wish I stayed at home in bed watching... 
Oh. Cable TV. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. No, I was about to say about like the offing yourself bit. And I was like, they probably get that. Oh, they probably did change that too. Anyway. And again, in a lot of the reviews, they said like the same thing of why is this so big? It's not amazing. It's good because it's good. None of the other ones are, but this one's good. And it also got a lot of Dear Red Hansen comparisons. No. Yeah. Um... And in 2018, the year it went off Broadway, it was again number two after Hamilton. God, like this thing, it was so big, and now no one talks about it. There was some. I mean, we're, you're about to get pissed. Okay, there were cha- changes between productions. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be pissed. So it's important to know that if you didn't already know, musicals are works in progress right up until opening night. Entire and even songs. then beyond that sometimes like like musicals have been revamped post that but you know what i mean i feel like the be more chill fandom didn't know this they didn't agree with will roland's casting to begin with they wanted will conley but he he has a, his own music career now he doesn't do musical theater anymore like if it if he had come out and was like i would have done it if i like have the option then it's a completely I different think he story. put something out i know he put something out about supporting it and he was like i'm so excited i'm like, go see this. You should go and see this. It's going to be so good. All my friends are in it. It's going to be so good. Yeah. But he wasn't doing it. Which yeah. Is fine. Like, it's fine. Like, you don't have to keep doing musical theater for the rest of your life. No. If you do, then I'm like, I have so much respect because that's I think, it. I think if, yes. you, if you listen to his um, music now, well, I've listened to like two songs from him, it's a very different vibe. Like, you kind of get with like Laura Osnes, for example. You can hear that she is a musical theater singer. Yeah. His is very different. I think that's fine. He obviously likes it more. It suits him. I'm not going to say it suits him more because I think he does it still suit like happy. Be More Chill, especially. Yeah, I'm not going to be like, he has to keep doing Be More Chill. He has to be more chill until the day he fucking dies. Like, that's not right. Like, I think it's a really good sign that so much of the original cast did return mm-hmm. because it's clearly not like all of them hated it. And it's, so it's not like he hated it. Yeah, it's like this was a nice work environment that we returned to it. Yeah. But it was just, it wasn't. I don't think you should hate Will Rowland for being in it. No. He was good in it. Everything he I saw also him did was them, good. He also, like, kind of did them a favour by being like, I'm in this other massive team musical. Let me come across to this kind he of... had a fan mode. base. Yeah, believe like, it In a not. way that not a lot of actors do, apart from, like, Jeremy Jordan. Oh, I fucking love Jeremy Jordan. Like, he had... At that point, he had a fan base. We've made a Jeremy Jordan reference in every episode. I thought like this would be the one where we wouldn't talk about Jeremy Jordan. I had Jordan. a dream about Jeremy Jordan last night. I'm not even joking. I actually dreamt about him. I've never had and a dream. And you can keep that in. Because I actually did dream about Jeremy I believe Jordan. that you did actually. What was he doing in your dream? I was working in a coffee shop and he came in and ordered coffee. And then, and you're going to love this bit. I told him, oh, my friend is really excited about the Great Gatsby musical that you're in. Yes. And he gave us tickets to it for free. See, that's that was my issue. Dream. The issue is how the fuck we're going to get to New Jersey. <laughs> well, I was like, if we've got the tickets sorted, we can get there. Um, the... So yeah, they just were not willing to accept any change of it. Now it's time for you to get annoyed. I'm really annoyed about this. And it's why I refuse to listen to the Broadway recording. I actually hate it. They took out the best song. They removed Upgrade and replaced it with Loser Geek Whatever. I've never listened to Loser Geek, whatever. I think I heard it once and was like, what the hell's this? I've never listened to it and I never will. I've never listened to Loser Geek, whatever, and I never will. Because it's, it's, 
It's not a bad song. I hate it. Yeah. You just hate it on principle. The thing was, the line they have before is so perfect and so funny. I hate that they took it out to give him his own song. Yeah. Because the line, I already know what it's like to be the loser. I should find out what it's like to not be the loser. It's perfect. Yeah. It's up there with the Bonnie and Clyde, all who sin will answer. And these two will answer. It's the perfect line. (laughs) We can't get distracted talking about Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, we're doing Bonnie and Clyde at some point soon. I found this comment from Fabio 2020 on a Guardian article that kind of gives the overall vibe of like everyone's opinions on any changes made to their beloved Be More Chill. I don't know if, if my first comment went through. Will Conley was the original was Jeremy here in the original cast album that went viral. Will Rowland had left Dear Evan Hansen after his original Broadway run, then went to Be More Chill on Broadway. I don't want Will Conley to be overlooked. There is also a Broadway recording recording, but Conley is first. I'm sure of this. Sincerely, Will Rowland's mama. Well, if Will Rowland's mama is saying it. <laughs> Surely it has to be true. I feel like that's just the perfect encapsulation of the vibe at the time. Yeah, it's being overall insane. Mm. God. Okay, so it transfers to Broadway to the Lyceum, which is like a 900-seat theatre. Lyceum? Yeah. The Lyceum? It has an issue. The Lyceum has an issue of keeping shows at the moment because it's so weird. Yeah. I think it's where, like, Grey House was. I went to the Lyceum, it was massive, and the reason why it was given the theatre, it's like a big old theatre, is because of the youthful audience that it would bring in, with Robert... Wankel. Wankel. I wanted to make sure I was going to say that properly. Um, I might be wrong, but Wankel is my good last name. <laughs> the president of the Schubert organisation saying that this has truly been created by social media and I've, which is fantastic social media these days I don't have to tell you that it can make or break something and in particular they are loving it the transfer costed 9.5 million dollars and it is Honestly, published not terrible. that's not what I was thinking that's actually pretty good and I bet you they made their money back with off-Broadway oh yeah Um, but they put it it's like a lot of press releases that this thing was going to cost them $9.5 million, which I yeah. did think was kind of hilarious. So it initially grossed seven $738,384 during, during its first seven-week performance, but was unable to sustain that with it only grossing 4116 over eight performances a week before its closing was announced. Attendance was high in the beginning, but slowly dropping off, being at 64% during the summer. Ooh. Which, if you don't know, summertime is like peak Broadway capacity. Summer everyone's is... Everyone's off school, so people can travel in. Summer is when Broadway makes its money to sustain itself through the winter. More, more people can go to matinees because they don't have to worry about like school or work sometimes with their like for a show teachers. Aimed at young children, at like teenagers, this should be the time where it's bringing in the money. Yeah, to fall down during summer. 
But I, I also remember it being like the summer where a ton of shows closed and everyone was like, Broadway's dying. What year was it? 2019. Catherine Steele made a video. I want to say that was the summer of like cruise shoots. Newsies? No. That year or the year before? Newsies was the year. No, it was 2019. And it, no, I think what got everyone really scared was that there were just like normal closing announcements. But there was this article published saying that Broadway was going to lose a hundred million. And so everyone acted like their yeah. times were upon us. Anywho. I feel like I I could pinpoint a reason, but 2019? Little did we know that 2019 that bad was things to are about the last to happen. normal year. It closed. Mm, Broadway on- lost power. Yeah, I do remember they did, and they all went out on the street and started singing. It's kind of hilarious. Beetlejuice still went on. Yeah, I think they kind of made jokes about it. I know Lion King, it was a big problem because the basement flooded and that was where they had all their costumes. 2019 summer was a fun time. It closed on the 11th of August 2019 after 30 30 previews and 117 performances. That's better than Tut. Not horrific, but for how much everyone's hyping it up, like, I feel like it could have got better. If it was just at a how big it was like a year before. When it was announced at the curtain call that it was closing, Joe Iconis was there, which I really appreciate. Yeah. One thing about Joe Iconis is he's going to stand by the show. And he sung Broadway Here I Come from Smash. Okay, shout out to him. I like Joe Iconis. I wouldn't say I love him, but I love like him. He's fun. Yeah. I have no complaints. In 2019, it was ranked number three behind Hamilton, which was at number two. Do you want to know was that number one? I think I can guess. Hades Town. Oh my god, number five. We found them. Anyway, so it was it was a part of the 2019 Broadway season, which was quite a stacked season, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Like so we... when the Tony Awards came around, it was only nominated for one Tony Award for Joe Iconis for Best Score. Deserved. It deserved it. Would I say it deserved a lot more. I think the thing is, like, the costumes are pretty simplistic because they're just teens. Mm. Apart from, like, the script costume, but you can't really yeah. give an award for one costume. The set's really simplistic. I would have liked something for George Salazar or Stephanie Sue. Yeah. Those are the two I, I, where I'm like, yeah. oh, nice. I think they should have got something for supporting. Yeah, but then I remember how much was stacked year it was that year. What else was that? It was the year of the Hades Town Sweep. Annie... Ali Stroker for Oklahoma. Ah, uh, it wasn't. Beetlejuice was the year before. No, Beetlejuice was that year as well. I remember that because I was really pissed Beetlejuice didn't win best set. Yeah, that's. Which they should have. I stand a, by it. Slime Tig or something. It won a technical award. Yeah, but have you seen the Beetlejuice set? I have seen the Beetlejuice set with my own two eyes. Yeah, actually, you've seen it. I haven't. I've seen it physically. I think it deserves. I, I still was, think it deserves best set. I was delirious when I watched Beetlejuice, so that could have been. I think that makes it more fun. I think it added to the fun. Whatever. So, in response to this, um, at Jennifer Ashley Tepper, who was a producer of it, and she was very involved in Be More Chill. Like Be More Chill was her baby as well. Joe Iconis. She posted on Facebook. We've always been outlaws. We have never been prom king and queen we have always kept making work we believe in despite years and years of bad reviews and setbacks setbacks and rejections it's, of all kinds i thought it was a weird weird response to being nominated a for a cute statement Tony. yeah like i get what you're saying if 
if they've got none, I get what she's saying. Yeah, no, I, I get oh, what yeah. she's saying. Yeah, if she's got if they've got none at all, I would completely get it, like hundred percent. But you were nominated for the thing that everyone expected you to be nominated for. Like again, no one was expecting best set, best costume. Supporting or, or lead would have been nice. No one was expecting best musical at all. I mean, I personally, if I was in charge of the Tonys, I wouldn't have given it to be more chill rather than Tootsie. Yeah. But I hate Tootsie. I think in honesty as well, they were they were kind of held by held back by the fact that they were in a in a sense a revival because they'd already had their big moment when no version of it was open. And they'd already had two previous productions, but this was their first Tonys. And I think that really held them back a lot. Allegedly, they asked to perform at the Tonys and like pay themselves, but were not allowed to to time. People, aka this person on TikTok that I saw, said that it was it was hypocritical because the Share Show were allowed to perform and they weren't nominated for Best B School. What the hell? In that case, I think maybe the share show just offered them more money. Was, was the share show doing significantly better though? I think it might have also had more nominations. Yeah. Also, the share show. Nominations did it get? What the share show? Two wins, three nominations. Oh, so not a lot more. I don't know. I mm. think that they just wanted the music of Share at the Tonys because it would be a good time for people at home. They were nominated best leading actress, Stephanie J. Block. She won that. Best costume design. Yeah, they deserve that. And best lighting design. So they only lost out on lighting. Yeah. So I have also seen people recently getting annoyed about the fact that the cast were not invited to the award show. I do think that kind of sucks. If they had a nomination, again, they kind of didn't. Only Joe Iconis had a nomination. And uh, they also got annoyed about where Joe Joe Iconis was sat for the ceremony. Like, he was sat behind the cameras. But I don't think his award was televised, because that was a big thing with the 2019 Tonys. They didn't televise those awards. Yeah. It's like, it sucks. And I do feel bad. I think it's because you can certainly see from the reviews they got, and then from this treatment at the Tonys, it seems like because it was a show geared at a younger audience, they were kind of snubbed in every sense. Because it was like, oh, well, we don't get this. We get Cher. We get the Cher show. Yeah. Anyway, I saw someone on TikTok saying Game or Chill is one of the most disrespected shows of the last 10 years, right next to Great Comedy. Mm. I don't know if I agree with that. I think the thing is, I guess it depends on what you class as disrespected. Game or Chill got its flowers, <laughs> one way or another. Game or Chill, it was, people knew it existed, people knew it was good because of how big the community around it was. Yep. It just didn't do well on Broadway. And that's just bit... It like, sucks that, that statement that she says. Yeah. That statement she says when she's like, oh, we've always been the outlaws. That's you're... kind of the point it's making. You didn't do well on Broadway because you're kind of not a Broadway musical. You Also, you were literally at the highest level of theatre. You are not an outlaw. Yeah. Yeah. You You know, this is another palace show. It literally is not. Be more chill. I know, but Be More Chill should have should get like they have this treatment of just being in the other palace for like ten years. I don't think any show should do that. But it's like Be More Chill could run in the other palace for a year. It would do really well. It yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Like we'll even today, it. even today I'm saying if oh, okay. tomorrow if tomorrow it was announced that Heather is finally leaving. I'm trying to party. Be more chill is going in for a strictly 
strictly one year run. It's going to open in like September. It's going to close next September. But oh, we're pushing it a bit here. Do decently. I think, especially towards the end, it would start selling out. People would want to see it. But anyway, that's not where the controversy ends. It's time to talk about James Corden. For God's sake. So, they didn't perform at the Tonys. James Corden sung a parody, Michael in the Bathroom. You're actually kidding. Do you not remember this? You must just blocked it out. I had a normal sleep schedule back then. I like did not watch the I Tonys. I didn't I've never like physically watched the Tonys. I just like caught up on all the news the day after. Do you know what it might have been? I might have been so angry about the Beetlejuice now. You were really like, <laughs> I I think I remember trying to talk to you about it. You're like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, no, I'm boycotting, I'm not watching this. Star sang. You'd think being... Don't call him a star. That's the direct quote. I don't care. Don't call okay, him a star. Sorry. You'd think being a, the Tony's host, you would feel like sitting on the Broadway on a Broadway throne. But now I'm against the toilet wall. Now I'm against this wall in a toilet stool as I scroll through Twitter on my phone. You'd think being Tony's host would feel like sitting on a Broadway throne. Now I'm against them on this toilet stool as I scroll through Twitter on my phone. And then Sarah Bareilles and Josh Groban appeared. You're- and they like joke because they were the last year's hosts, and they joked about like being there since the like year before. I mean, I I am impressed you made that line work. Corden is a talentless hag. Okay, is that what we have to say on the matter? Yeah. When we talk about legally blonde, boy, do I have the James Corden story for you. Oh my God, I actually really hate. I know I joke a lot about wanting James Corden in more movie musicals. <laughs> yeah. He did really well in Cats. <laughs> I really enjoyed him in Cats. I want him to be um I want him to be Mr. Here in the Be More Chill movie, which we'll get to in a second. We'll get to it. Anyway. Um yeah. in response to no credit being given to George Salazar, Joe Iconis, or the show, because it would have been like a massive marketing opportunity. Yeah. James Corden tweeted a clip of Salazar performing Michael in the Bathroom, stating, Our song James in the Bathroom is an apparent is a parody of an incredible Joe Iconis song from the musical Be More Chill. It is my favorite song of the season, and here's the original. Salazar tweeted in response, James Corden, classy man. Thanks, sir. So no beef there. Sarcastically or not? Because that sounds sarcastic to me. I think it was genuine. I think the sir kind of makes it seem somewhat But you genuine. know how Americans, like, do that? Yeah. Like, if we would say it'd be sarcastic. Um, yeah. And then Joe Connors tweeted, I want to set the record straight so there's no confusion. I had no idea a Michael in the Bathroom parody was happening at, on the Tony Awards. I'd heard that there was going to be some mention of the song, of the song, but I'd never imagined it would be so involved. The first time I had heard the song, I was sitting in the audience and had nothing to do with it being rewritten. And totally delightful lyrics. Side note, would love to know who actually wrote those rhymes. I appreciated that. Our show is a little musical, not based on a famous movie or a famous musical act. So national TV exposure is a huge deal for us. Hopefully folks who saw the parody last night will take it upon themselves to research where the song is from. 
Just in case they don't, do me a favour and spread the word that the song that they parodied on the Tonys was Michael in the Bathroom and it was performed in the act. Performed in the show by the actor George Salazar, whose gut-wrenching and brilliant performance is a good part of the reason why our cast album has been screamed at streamed hundreds of millions of times before we ever got to Broadway. It was orchestrated by the genius Charlie Rosen. I think the track that they used last night was recorded especially for the broadcast, but it was clearly based on Charlie's iconic arrangement. It's from a musical that celebrates people who are misfit, losers and underdogs. That musical is called Be More Chill and is currently playing at the Lyceum Theatre on Broadway. Come see us this summer. Yeah. I think it's one of those things they probably should have given credit. Yeah. But they didn't, and no. it sucks. And in all honesty, I will say, I think if they had, like, given proper credit, maybe Be Much Hill wouldn't have closed or fallen off as hard as it did. I think it was always coming for it eventually. But I think it could have held out, like, a little longer. Yeah, here's my graph. Because if you think when Tony season is or when the Tony Awards happen, yeah, then when it falls in summer... I think if you'd had that, some people would be like, hmm, what is this? What is this song from? Let's go and see. I just also love Michael in the Bathroom. It's such a good song. It is genuinely an amazing song. I feel like his statement kind of talked, said it all. I think it's very clear that he's trying to not be mean about it. Yeah. Like, he's clearly not trying to be like, fuck these guys using my song without credit. He's also like, this is the moment for me to get people to go see my musical. It then had a UK run in 20... Again, in 2019. Like, very soon after its Broadway run closed. It's like, we're going to the other palace. Oh, my God. What was interesting, though, in this one was that there wasn't as much emphasis that the other palace run was a work in progress compared to how it's been with Heathers. Because, like, when they were like, Heathers is coming to the UK, we're like, we're going to work on it. We're going to do... At this point... It was the Broadway version that was close to the UK. Set to run for like six months, like a long time, longer than Heather's had run, was cut short due to the pandemic. What's also that interesting sucks. to note is that they had some six cast members come and do it. Really? Mm-hmm. Like Millie O'Connell. Oh. Yeah. Because six was just starting to have its massive, massive moment. Yeah. Which I think is very, very smart. Again, the casting choices for for being more chill have always been very, very smart. I think we talked about it, not like in this, but we talked yeah. about like yeah. um, Jenna's character. Yes. Generally being cast as plus size. Yes, yes, yes. I think this is an interesting thing because not a lot of musicals write in plus size characters. Mm. And I think Be More Chill does it very well. Be More Chill does a lot of like representation very well. Just, just not kind of very much overlooked. plot very well. Yeah, but I think it kind of works. Okay, maybe you like switch your vein off and vibe. Yeah, but it, it's like Jenna always being plus size isn't a part of the plot. It's not like a part of her character. It's just generally always happened. Mm. There's another character who is just, it's also, not a plot point, but it's sometimes cast or usually cast. So many characters in Be More Chill. Yeah. Kind of unnecessarily. Anyway, I think it's unnecessary. No, but like, I feel like if it just had a tiny bit more workshopping, some people could have been condensed down. I think the thing is, the way the plot is now, 
all of the characters make sense. No, 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 no. But I'm saying like before I ever got to New Jersey. I'm saying like, like the Heather's musical decided very early on they didn't need Batty Finn and Martha Dunstock. Yeah. It's I think with being more chill is you don't really have that like there's not one can kind of take the place of another. Yeah, no, I get that though. I I, I mean I get... like I've seen I've seen I've seen people be like, oh Jake and Rich are basically the same character and they're really not. Mm. You could get... not have Jake play Rich's role and you could not have Rich play Jake's role. I get why they're all the same, but like it's still a weird mismatch. I think it's kind of that thing. It's like in a normal high school you will get like five people who all seem exactly the same to you yeah yeah they are different people and they're kind of they all have their own plots <laughs> i don't know if yeah. that's a good way to do it in yeah. real life anywho so after it gets shut down by the pandemic it gets brought back post-pandemic to shaftesbury for a short 10-week run before Anne juliet comes back oh god the Shaftesbury is fucking massive. What the hell is Be More Chill doing there? Did it go to Noel Coward? Do you I have a memory of something of it to do with Noel Coward. Evan Hansen. Let me actually check. I know for a fact that Shaftesbury is massive, and I know for a fact that there was constantly £15 tickets. For the West End one at the Shaftesbury, like the Shaftesbury is like 1,500 people, I believe. Someone that yeah. Great theatre. I have beef with some of the loos. Yeah, 1,400 people. That's how many people they, they can fit in. I remember them try, led them basically always having £15 tickets. And like good seats yeah. as well. Yeah. Because they were just so desperate for people to come. And I'm not, I mean, I think it's a mix of it being in the wrong venue, but also it was COVID still. Yeah, it, it was not a great time. Because theatre really, really took a solid six months after it opened began to come back alive. Yeah. Personally, I love those six months because I got upgrades. And you know you thank for that? Andrew, Andrew Lloyd, Lloyd Webber. There's so our Andy chat of the day. Thank you, Andrew Lloyd Webber, for making sure theatres opened before they probably should have so that we could get cheap seats. I appreciate that. We loved it a lot. We loved it a lot. Anyway, so that it had had a like cancelled Chicago run due to the pandemic, and it had a Tokyo run. But that's the story of Be More Chill. Our predictions are where it goes from here. I don't think it comes back. No, this thing's dead. I don't. Uh, there's a sadness to that. Mm. It's again, there were mourners at the funeral, no one's going to the grave for what it was 10 years ago, like eight, eight years ago. It's almost 10 years ago, that's insane. For what it was eight years ago to where it ended its life, it did really well. The kids today don't know it, the kids today don't get it like we got it. And I think the thing is, they, if they listen to it, I think all the kids that do listen to it get it yeah but i don't like I think... there's no part of it apart from the script that's really outdated or weird in today's context i think there's just so much else that they can listen to nowadays yeah there's so many other things that so they just don't i think there's this kind of thing which 
a lot of like musical theater writers and directors have learned post pandemic that they didn't get pre pandemic was that for a musical to be clickable and directed towards the younger generations and like teens and like our age group especially yeah it didn't need to be about social media it Which also, is what all the previous ones had been about, like Dear Evan Hansen, Be More Chill especially. It also these didn't. people were about social media, and they were like, well, these kids love social media. They're always on their damn phones. They love social media, so it has to be about that. It also didn't need to be about teenagers. Exactly. Like, and now if you think some of the biggest musicals, still Hamilton. Six. Six. Hades Town. Sweeney Todd right now. Parade. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And we're not, I'm actually not going to mention Angelia. <laughs> No, don't fucking bring up Anne Juliet because I'll get angry. Fly off into a rage. Oh, I'm God. just trying to think what else Bonnie is big Bonnie and Clyde. Right now. Bonnie and Clyde. Maybe historical is big right now. He- historical's always been big. Yeah. It's, it's this thing that like people seem to really think that it had to be about social media for kids to like it. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Newsies. But, and- Newsies. Fuck, fucking love Newsies. But I think it's this thing that there is problem with making your musical about social media is it first of all becomes outdated so quickly because social media is already changing i mean yeah and like, also it just sounds weird when it's not written by someone who is like chronic like we keep saying those... twitter even though twitter is not the actual name anymore uh no it is twitter he can dead name his child i can oh, dead yeah. name his fucking website no, I'm, I'm, I'm naming it i'm calling it twitter till the day i die but oh yeah it's not twitter you know it's that's what i mean but like that's the kind of thing. Like a whole social media platform can change its entire image in six months. No, in like a week. Yeah, I and mean, since he's quiet, it's so outdated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, like, have you seen those? Um, they usually like TikToks. It's like what it sounds like when like teen movies talk about social media. It was like, you're going viral. You already have 3,000 shares. I'm pretty sure it's just a line from Dear Evan Hansen. But I think it's just, and I saw, I actually saw a TikTok about this, which is just about, it wasn't about like a musical or anything. It was just about real life. It was like pre-pandemic, going viral, you'd maybe get like a million views on a TikTok. And that meant you went viral. Now people, like like, people every day are getting uh, like, 200 million views mm-hmm. and even that's not entirely considered viral no that's like not everyone might you know yeah no there's no true viral moments anymore yeah like there'll be something and the only way to get truly viral you can't measure because it, it's like we were literally talking about this right before we started recording that fucking euro pop song you love that euro pop i song. love this song so much <laughs> you it's keep being so like have you seen the euro pop like yes now i've seen the euro i pop keep quoting it it's like it's the video itself is on tiktok but everyone i follow on twitter is talking about it everyone i follow on tumblr is talking about it yeah it's people on tumblr love it it's currently trending on there wow. is that like number two or three right now it's big on tumblr that's viral but you wouldn't be able to tell because like the actual TikTok sound only has like 200 videos or so. Mm. Like, n- you wouldn't be able to tell it's viral by well, looking I mean, at just the bring TikTok. Bring it back to musicals. People keep thinking like parts of Parade and Sweeney Todd are going viral, but it's just your They're algorithm. Not. 
they're yeah. not god help me if they ever do it's just i'm trying to think what else is big right now because even like like beetlejuice got really uh, big beetlejuice. love beetlejuice again that's kind of in the header sphere of old movie turn musical mm. winona ryder movie turn musical yes literally anastasia again historical yeah. mean girls is the only other really one. And even that kind of strays away from social media because it's 2000s. It's not. Mean Girls is actually modern. I hate to tell you this. They do talk about social media in Mean Girls. But the the source material is the early 2000s. The source material is early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you're not getting stuff, which is like, it's like, oh my god, you need to share that to Instagram. People no, are going to love like, that on when... Twitter. So it's changed. So when they're doing the Jingle Bell like rock... Mm. Regina's skirt comes oh, actually, I've seen, yeah, I've seen that. and it goes viral yeah I've seen that but it's very much just like because they've got those massive screens and so it just like comes up on yeah. the screens and then it goes but it's again like that you could take that out yeah 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 and, and it joke still would still work I'm just trying to think there's not really anything else that's like Shocked is kind of having a moment I don't know Sh- I've like... heard yeah I've not really heard anything about Shocked I've heard a lot of people talk about independently owned got Ride the Cyclone really not social media still about teens but it's pretty deep for a teen musical like my the cyclone is very sick though but i I think again it's this thing that i adults don't get teens no as much as you can play the i was a teen once so i remember how it was no you don't but it's like nowadays everything changes so much that i don't think you can write a musical about it like be more chill is set in 2015 pretty I don't remember why. I think that's just when Ned Fasini like picked. Yeah, I know Ned Fasini wrote it to be in 2015 because it's slightly futuristic, and then it was first staged in 2015 for the off-Broadway one, mm-hmm. or the New Jersey one. Yeah, and I remember there is some reason that it's in 2015. Mm. Like, there's some line or something about it being in 2015, but again, it it's not 20. If you go and like listen to it and you watch it you're like mm, this is not set in 2015 this is not what it was like in 2015 no it's a couple years ahead of the hard i can't work it out it's in a weird limbo because it's like mm, this isn't earlier than 2015 but it's not more recent but it's also not 2015 yeah it's oh, i can't i can't work it out but I, I don't, it's kind of sad that people won't remember it. it. I think the thing was, like, everyone who was a part of that fandom is going to remember it because the fandom was a big thing and it was a good thing, I think. Mm. I but think a lot of parts of it were good. Yeah, it was also, like, I kind of like, I think it was the perfect example because I mean, a lot, sounding ridiculous right now, but a lot of what's said, like, when you're talking about the heyday of these other fandoms of Hamilton, of. David Hansen of Heathers is just you had to be there but for this one you really did yeah and you don't see that much nowadays oh yeah like I think it's the thing like nowadays someone will be like oh you just had to be there and it's like I think especially for these early musicals like Hamilton if you want to understand what the Hamilton fandom was like you had to be there same with David Hansen same with Heathers same with Be More Chill and then you get things like Six, and it's like, for the early days of the Six fandom, you had to be... Like, if you were on... I think, I think for Six, I was, like, kind of on the ground for Six, though. It was really weird. Yeah, I, like, I was adjacent to it. I, I think... 
We'll get to it. But no, I feel like I was on the ground for six. Yeah. But suddenly the I woke only... up and everyone was talking about it. I was like... The only musical I can genuinely think of where you will have... If you got into it today, you would have the exact same experience people had when it first opened and there was a fandom is Newsies. Yes! It is the exact same. And that leads us on to what our next episode's going to be. We're talking about Newsies. I love Newsies. How many Jeremy Jordan jokes can I make? I love Jeremy Jordan. I, I love him in Newsies. I, I love him in Bonnie and Clyde. I just I love him as the Gatsby and Ga- as Jay Gatsby. But no. It's so good. Newsies is our next it is, one. It's the exact same fandom. <laughs> But, so here's the thing, you had your Ben Tully Cook stands and now you have the Mukemi? Mukemi, Mukemi yeah. stands. We have stories about Newsies. I love Newsies. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, this we finished the pipeline, we've done it. We've done the conf- what we think to be the confirmed pipeline. We'll take we're taking no criticism on this. We will probably have to do a follow-up at some point and like talk about odds and ends. But for I now, think... we're done with Be More Chill. That is the first musical where we're like, we're not revisiting this. I, I mean, this was literally the hardest one for me to research. I think, again, I think it was so fandom-based. It was so hard. That, because every single actual review is saying the exact same thing. But you have to like deep dive into Tumblr to find it and all and of when that I did that, gone. it was like it was like there was nothing there yeah anyway Tumblr is a bitch to sort it through but... oh my god they need to sort that out but they won't because it's that's fresh, what's like... part of the fun of it yeah exactly so I, I was just... like I was like I was like I could go searching by like date and I was like Tumblr doesn't have that feature nope this will be the, actually the last episode that we record before these start going out oh my god that's so fun that's so strange. When we talk next, like two people would have listened to them. Us. <laughs> but yeah, I I feel like I don't feel the sadness that I felt with Heather's. Yeah, I think it's because we already accepted that it's it's gone and done. It's just kind and of sad to see it go. It's kind of like with Heather's, it's kind of sad because it's still about, but it's not. I think as well, Heather's was personal to you. I don't and think either was, of yeah, us have yeah. that deep of a connection to Be More Chill. And I was like, oh my God, I remember when this happened. I remember when this happened. Yeah. Whereas this was like, I vaguely remember this general sentiment of the time. Like, I still know way too much for a normal person to actually ever know. We will speak to you for. Newsies. How many times can we do a bad American accent? Newsies. Newsies. Anyway, bye-bye. Bye.